Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask is not Be sure to adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian's Adams. Today, we have Quitman, Nick, and Bria as we discuss having the sex talk with our partners. I am very interested in seeing what they do. I know what I typically do. Um, Sometimes I do be getting a little bit nervous, so we're going to talk about that possibly. But before we get deep into this conversation, um, I want everyone to just, you know, quickly introduce uh, our well introduce each other and whatnot whatever the fuck i'm trying to say i don't know it's been a long day it really hasn't to start off let's go with nick then we'll go with equipment and then leave the beautiful and best for last i'm sorry y'all i love her um bria um that's how we'll introduce ourselves nick what's up who the fuck are you hey hey everybody i'm nick the quick i'm from memphis and let's see Something about me is I'm a very secretive person, but we're going to go into that today. Mm, He's a hoe, y'all. Quitman? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Quitman. I am the creator, creative, um, and I'm here to talk about everything today. All right. And Bria? Sorry, I got sidetracked. Um, I'm Bria. <laughs> uh, I, I'm ready. I'm just ready to have this this conversation about conversations. Mm. So, um, before we get deep into that, I want to start off with communication because communication is a thing. It's important. Like a lot of people don't know how to communicate for one, uh, and it's hard to like get some people just you know like get into anything of depth and not surface level. So um, to start off with you, Bria, how important is communication to you? And like, do you receive communication from a lot of your, like, have you received communication from a lot of your previous partners? Was there a lack of communication skills? What was that like for you? Um. So I'm a very, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Like I said, I'm a very open person. So I require communication from my partners in a sense of like, you need to be able to tell me 
what's going on or how you're feeling because I tell people all the time, I'm not a mind reader. Mm. I don't know what's going on through your brain of yours. So, and I also, I'm somebody who's not afraid to ask questions. And I tell people if I didn't want to know the answer, I wouldn't ask the question. So in the past, I've probably been a lot luckier than most people when it comes to having partners who communicate it pretty well. Um, like I don't really have beef with any of my exes because maybe one, except <laughs> 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 for one, Stuff, there's one problematic one, but the rest of them, there's really no beef because I've been very blessed that we've always been able to communicate even when things didn't work out. That's good. I cannot say the same <laughs> for the most part. Well, I, I, don't, I don't have like too many exes so that doesn't really count on that end but in terms of like sex partners um some of them just failed at communication like all the way around and some people just have you know keep get too deep into their feelings on things that are like not really big issues yeah it's a mess um so equipment what about you uh it's uh, communication important to you uh, in terms of your previous partners was their communication style up to par was it lacking what was that like for you oh man so not to disclose any specifics so i just mix them both together uh my last one of my last partners i've only had maybe like three three or four like real relationships or whatever but um I had a couple of partners where communication was very important. However, the 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 conversations would would be perfect and then there would be like, you know, like when you're with someone and they just get like really quiet and then they have to like leave. Like I've been in those types of situations where they'd rather like text it and that was weird. Um, but then I've also been in a relationship where I thought everything was like perfect and we talked about everything and and they wrote me like love letters and things, but then we broke up and I was just like, wait, what? Where's that coming from? Mm. So, yeah, communication is definitely important. Um, but communicating the right things is more important than communicating about the unimportant things. Mm, that's a good point. What about you, Nick? What's your stance on communication and whatnot? Okay. As somebody that's a part of the poor communication community, I would like to say I'm with you on the equipment. Uh, I am one of those people that do not communicate well. Um, I communicate through verbal and nonverbal, but mostly nonverbal communication. And I think what's kind of an important thing to remember when dealing with communication with somebody is people communicate differently. So like Quimmin said, you know, he thought that texting, you know, emotions was a little bit weird. But for me, uh, that is my primary form of trying to get a thought out because I don't always think of the right things to say or how I truly feel like in the spur of the moment, if it's something that needs like immediate attention, I may have to kind of type it out or take 10 minutes, take 15 minutes to make sure I'm getting my point across. Because if I just say something because I'm just angry, it may not come out the right way. So mm. I think 
understanding how people communicate and trying to find a middle ground that works for both people is uh, important. Like for for example, uh, I'm a texter and I'm a I'm not a phone call person. Where my partner is a very phone call person, and so she would get frustrated because I say I don't want to be on the phone right now. You know, I don't want to communicate actually talking to you i can communicate with you by sitting in a room with you it may be you know we touch feet you know <laughs> that list to me that's like okay i'm not mad at you i want to you know i'm okay with you being here without me actually saying yeah you right next to me are you okay are you happy do you want to be around me? <laughs> like we touch your feet i'm happy mm. yeah i mean understanding there's verbal and non-verbal communication i understand that somebody's preferred style of communication is good it makes communication important and a lot easier Mm. i know like um speaking of like a a past relationship um i know like i I tell people all the time i do not like talking on the phone uh and most of my friends already know do not call vernon out of the blue unless it's something important or we're going to be having like legitimate conversation for like hours or if it's me (laughs) she's on the list she's she's so i i really do have a list of people i will actually like (laughs) accept a three-minute conversation with and yeah that bitch is one of them yes i said it i love you (laughs) um i thought she's about to say the sun smart i was just gonna say i'll take it But like whenever, whenever, uh, like in my past relationship, I, I let my partner know, like, hey, I don't like to be like be on the phone because it always brings me back to my time at Geico, and that always just automatically drains me. So uh, I will tell them, hey, I, I don't mind sending you a text message uh, if you want to hear my voice. I don't mind sending something via Snapchat. Uh, I also hate <laughs> video. Um, FaceTime so the middle ground that I found uh, within that relationship is you know to send voice recordings and like most definitely when I have uh, other friends iPhones thank you Bria for finally like upgrading Um, yes I'm throwing shade Um, Uh -uh, don't do that (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) if somebody else didn't pay for this phone I would have definitely stuck with my Android (laughs) like it's so it's so hard to like send a a voice recorder to people with android i have to go into a whole i have to go to my memos app record something and then i have to find them to send it to them and i'm just like just find me on fucking snapchat because i uh -uh. (laughs) we could send messages on like ig we cannot not through the phone but like uh so that was my way of you know finding or bridging that gap in our communication styles um and I always think about like, like, what is one of the things that prevents or uh, limits somebody from wanting to communicate with others? Because I know, like, for a lot of men specifically, uh, we do not know how to communicate our feelings um, because we are either haven't talked about it or lack that emotional intelligence to, you know, talk, you know, discuss how we're really feeling. 
Uh, are there any things, uh, most definitely for the men uh, on the uh, on the panel right now, anything that you you do to um, bridge that gap with communicating with other people? Uh, and for uh, those who date uh, either exclusively or partly men, has that been a hindrance for you to communicate with other people? Uh, I kind of want to start with Nick, though. Okay. Uh, well, so just again, what was the first part of the question? So, like, uh, have um, it, was there anything, either like upbringing or whatnot, that hindered you uh, hinders you from communicating with others? Uh, is there like a fear there, or um, do you have those uh, skills? I know you do now, but like previously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, mm -hmm. so I do have some. I'm very emotionally constricted. I don't share a lot of emotion. Like I've been working with Vernon over the past couple of years and trying to learn how to communicate a little bit better uh, because I'm not a person that is the, I love you, let's hold hands, let's, let's run in the field of flowers. Uh, <laughs> you better be out here frolicking. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I ain't out here frolicking. So I, I've, you know, one of the things that that has helped me out and it's weird is <clears throat> smoking. Honestly, it, it's allowed me to slow down kind of the thoughts that kind of eat me up when it comes to communicating emotionally, or <clears throat> kind of constricts my emotional intelligence when I deal with individuals, whether it be a spouse or friends uh and so so you know something that kind of puts my mind in a different mental state helps and it's allowed me to kind of be more loving like if i smoke i'll definitely say a lot more than i would if i didn't because that kind of sense of care for others opinions or kind of fear of others opinions it kind of goes away and hell if you hide What's rejection gonna do? You're gonna be smiling by the end of it. <laughs> so, you know, at least for me. So, you, um, it essentially, it was like a, would you say the fear of rejection was the main thing or just fear in general uh, was the thing that kept you from communicating with other people? I think it's, I think it's just fear in general because, and, and this actually happened this past weekend and it made me understand exactly this. I have a fear of meeting new people or talking to people I haven't talked to before. Like I can't go into a club. I actually never been to a club because of this or a party. I don't like being around people and saying, oh, I don't. Oh, Nick, your phone kind of went out there. Are you still here? Oh, looks like Nick might need to come back in a second. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll come back to Nick in a second. So, um, Anybody else? Uh, what about you, Quitman? Uh, what is it like in terms of like your communications with other people? And um, like, have you had any kind of issues dealing with? Um... Oh, Nick, are you back? Okay. Um, but have you had any issues with um, 
communicating with other people in the past or has there been issues that um, you've seen from any of your other partners or uh, either people on apps, people that you're trying to get to know, uh, a lack of communication on their end. Um, so what what is your experience like? You know what? It's so weird. Um, it's weird because I've had both ends of the spectrum um i've when i was on the apps you know i would have like these random guys that i was not into and you know my communication style would be different because of course you know like i'm a polite person but i'm not into you but like i'd be really short and to the point and i would think you would really think that that would kind of deter someone from continuing a conversation. Mm -hmm. But in all honesty, I, I assume that when people want you or they want the idea of you, mm. they just don't pick up on certain social cues. Mm. What is with you and dropping these damn gems? Because it's it's always the 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 idea of wanting to date somebody that always gets me um most definitely the some of the people who are like trying to you know send out those sweet messages or try to call you boo too early and don't even know who you are don't even know your name and it's just like yeah you're attracted to me i may be attracted to you uh i'm cool with you know seeing how things go but you're so fixated on everything that i'm not like uh, you created this entire character uh in your head of who i am and not really trying to see me or even communicate to know who i am right it's and it's it's funny because i've gotten someone got mad at me a while ago this was before i started um dating this guy that i'm dating currently but someone got upset with me um they were just basically like um you know the conversations were very surface level and anytime i would you know try to steer the conversation in a deeper direction you know they'd either be busy or you know they just wouldn't pick up on the social cues mm. and then you know they called me out. They were just like, I find it, it's, it's weird that I'm the only one that, that says good morning and, and I always initiate the conversation. And I was just like, of course, in the moment, you know, I was like, my bad, I'll be better. Mm -hmm. But like now thinking back to it, I'm just like, how can you expect for someone to communicate with you a certain way when you've already established the way you communicate and it it's not conducive to getting to know someone mm. like essentially keeping it surface level all the time like yeah. the because it's for me it's not enough to just say good morning every day because one i don't like that um, but me it's, either it, like just to say that you're initiating convo because you say good morning is not having a conversation a conversation is going deeper into okay so what did you do at work today and uh, if you indicate that you were unhappy with certain things let's explore into that let's dive deeper into that to see okay 
so you didn't like the way that uh, uh, somebody came into the office. And <laughs> so let's talk about that a little bit more. Like what bothered you about how they came into the office? Um, but was the issue resolved by the end of the day? Like that is how you engage in conversation. If you're just asking me what I'm doing every five minutes or um, <laughs> every three hours, that's not really communicating. Like. I hate whenever I ask somebody what they're doing and they're just like chilling. I, my next question is like, what does chilling mean? Like, what what is chilling? Like, are you watching TV? Are you um, about to take a shower? Are you um, reading a book? What is chilling? Uh, and that's something that I, it's hard to get out of other people. Uh, Quim, I thought you, uh, saw that you uh, unmuted. Were you about to say something else? Oh no, I was just listening and I'm multitasking, so I didn't want you to, oh. you know. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, Bria, uh, what about you? What are, uh, What is your uh, thoughts on um, just like communicating with other uh, like people? Is there, is there like a lack of communication or uh, even for yourself? Have you found that, found that you can do better with communicating with other people or that sometimes the communication just falls off like what what is your experience with um bad communication uh overall let's um, go with that <laughs> so much to say right. <laughs> <laughs> so the touching back on how like because again i'm somebody who i don't date based on gender so i've i you know talk to i try to get to know anybody just and the way that i date i tend to be more attracted to people who I have easy conversation with. Mm. So that definitely is a big thing when I've noticed this recently because some people will have flaws in other areas that I don't notice because they provided me with good conversation mm. and I'd be ending up in situations. <laughs> but no, like I've definitely noticed when it comes to guys, they are very much when I'm like on dating apps they're more often the short message people they're very surface level very hey how you doing chilling nothing like very one word um some of them will have conversation but it's, it's not exactly the conversation that is very um appropriate in the first time talking to people um but then on the flip side when i did I shouldn't say like men, masculine people, because I feel like masculine women kind of do the same thing too. Um, but when I talk to more feminine women, it's like the conversation is easier, but the problem is initiating the conversation. When I'm on a lot of dating apps, where it's like geared towards like women and feminine presenting people, it's so hard just to get one message. Like you'll match and like, you can say, hey, how are you doing? But you are not likely to get an answer. Mm. And it's like, I, is this how, like, a lot of the guys and, like, more mass presenting, like, is this how y'all feel on dating apps? Because this is, it's a struggle. Because I think, um, like you said, when it comes to communication, women are seen as the more open communicators. But at the same time, we're also not seen as the initiators of conversation. Mm. So it becomes it becomes an issue. Um, and as for myself, <laughs> um, so I've definitely learned in past relationships that I can come off as very cold 
in conversation, um, especially towards men. And I, I have to like, I've had to address that in myself of like why I feel like they don't, not to say y'all don't deserve grace. I hate to say that y'all, but like, <laughs> but no, really, like I had to address why I felt like in conversation, I was very quick to shut stuff down. Like even somebody I was seriously dating, I was previously engaged. And that was like one big thing with us was like, he was like, you could be real cold and real abrasive sometimes because sometimes I'd be like brush suck it up get it together and suck it up <laughs> like, like it was like I couldn't for whatever reason I just couldn't afford grades and I realized I talked to a lot of guys especially like that and I've had to address that and um not try to like watch how I say things and what I say because sometimes it's not me being cold it's sometimes it's me trying to provide perspective um and I, it's it's yeah I've had to had to work on that. Mm, that's, that's that's real. That's real. Um, now I think we got Nick back with the audio. We can do a joke. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got Nick back. Uh, I know um, before uh, things went out, you were talking about your fears um, surrounding you know communicating and being around new people, and I understand that. Um, so if the, the floor is yours. So yeah, pretty much what I was saying before I got the technical difficulties was that I have a hard time and a fear of communicating with people kind of in like a small setting or a one-on-one session that I may not know. I don't know if it's like, not necessarily expectations of people, but it may be just like some hidden confidence issues that I may have in the, in, in the back of my mind. Um, but at the same time, even like this weekend, I was able to kind of sing and dance and do karaoke in front of a large crowd, being an introvert with no issues, you know, a thousand plus people. And it, I had no issue, no nervous sweats, no anything. So it, I don't understand my fear when it comes to communication, but I do know that it, it's one of those things where I do need a lot of work. <laughs> mm. That's understandable. I know, like, for myself, I used to have, like, a fear of not being liked uh, by somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and it's this is, like, even with uh, nine, like, romantic spaces. Uh, I will, like, want to, you know, reach out to this person and just, you know, start a conversation. Like, hey, this is who I am. I'm Vernon. Nice to meet you and whatnot. But I also know I'm... Uh, uh i guess bold or uh vibrant personality and because of that not too many people appreciate that and most definitely when it comes to like talking to other men for friendship and whatnot i uh, always found that difficult because i know the way i sound i know how i act i know who i am and i always had that um deep root of fear just like just because of who i am this person's just automatically not going to accept me so i just easily not try to go that route of friendship with that person uh and to engage with that person because it's like why bother if my presence is just going to make them feel uncomfortable so i tend to not even 
initiate conversations because of that um but now i'm more of a <laughs> if you like me you like me if you don't you don't i don't give a fuck but i still um warm myself up to communicating with people most definitely when i'm in new spaces because i'm very big on energy and i also know i'm very direct and i don't know how other people respond to that directness so in order to not offend i just don't even initiate yeah i'm, I'm with you on that i i think i'm kind of like in the middle between what equipment and bria said like i think that now that now that you've said that i, I think that i have a fear of disappointing conversation for people because mm-hmm. it would be you know like like equipment said where he, you know, is kind of short to the point in the beginning. Like for me, when I feel like, okay, I got the confidence to reach out to somebody and, and they're kind of short and to the point, it's not a kind of building conversation in the front end. It kind of puts me off. And so, you know, experiencing that multiple times, it, it kind of just makes me not want to talk to people because once I get to talking, I can talk a year off. We can talk about anything. You know, I'm very knowledgeable in multiple aspects of things. Mm. <laughs> so, not being, well, finding somebody new to communicate with and kind of initiating the conversation, if I can't get to that level, it, it makes me very uncomfortable. It makes me not want to communicate anymore. Mm. Felt that. Um, now, this is going to i want bria to start off on this conversation um and it's it's about how how do you bring up that conversation of sex with a partner uh i know at least for myself because we all know i i I talk about sex often so (laughs) it's it's always like there uh and i'm always ready to engage in that conversation but at the same time i when it when i'm meeting somebody new most definitely on like some dating app i'm not immediately trying to talk about sex because though i'm uh, a person who communicates and have these conversations i'm not always a hypersexual person but when it comes to someone that you're romantically involved in or you're getting to know uh when would you when do you start that conversation about sex as well as how do you bring it up uh or do you or or do you wait until someone uh the other person bring it up so bria what's up um okay so i am a very hypersexual person um i know that about that know that about myself i accept that about myself i embrace it okay so usually i am probably the person that brings it up but it's because generally in conversation if i like you like that i'm very flirtatious so it's not gonna it's not difficult for me to bring it up that also just might come from me being a woman and people (laughs) i guess when i'm talking to men especially it's, it's not a hard conversation that is brought up we just have the conversation with women it's a little bit um, I would say more difficult, but it's a it's a little bit more nuanced to probably how I bring it up. Um, and usually it kind of starts with like past dating history, like are oh, you do identify as like lesbian, bisexual, and then that kind of leads to like okay, so what is your sexual experiences like? Is it more so with women, men? So it's that's a little bit different. Um, and probably the reasons I do it is probably for different reasons 
behind it too. Um, but yeah, it's it's not for me personally. It's not it's not difficult. I bring it up fairly early as soon as I realize like, hey, I'm we probably gonna do the do, which is pretty early for me. <laughs> Um, I'm going to bring it up because, again, I like to have that conversation about um, what are your boundaries? What are your hard no's, your hard yeses? Like, what do you want to try? So. Mm. And so uh, what I'm getting is not not something that is um, whenever you're bringing it up, it's nothing that actually, you know, brings up any kind of fear. And um, talking about it, it's just like, okay, we're getting to this point. I feel as though it's time to just go ahead and bring this up. Yeah. I I don't think I've had ever really. Uh, maybe like in high school. <laughs> 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 I mean, no, I'm just being honest. Maybe in high school I had that fear. Mm-hmm. But I, then I think during that time, because I was first, not to say like I was holding all throughout high school or anything like that. Like it was, it was more so like the last year of high school. Um, maybe there was a little bit more fear in that because you know of course anybody i was talking to is also probably a high schooler um so that was just more so the fear of i don't have any experience um and maybe the first year of college but after that like okay let's go let's let's talk about it let's have this conversation you know i've kind of had this conversation weirdly enough with um it's a person (laughs) she she's not exactly I wouldn't say she's like a family friend but she's like an older person I know and she was saying like how we were talking about sex education I was like I was very lucky because I got comprehensive sex education at school um starting from I think they started about third grade fourth grade I want to say third um and then also like having people around me that were sex positive I think kind of helps me not exactly keep that fear for long I feel like everybody's going to have that fear but for me I was able to surround myself with people who I was comfortable asking questions to and I was comfortable enough with myself to not keep that fear for too long Mm. well shout out to your school system (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I was like it it blows my mind how like I didn't personally was like oh you know this is normal until I realized it wasn't Mm. and I was like people don't get this like people don't get like you know I was I guess I was lucky for people who broke the rules in the south because they was telling us everything (laughs) we needed to know and um being around strong women who was like okay we're gonna have this conversation because I don't want you to end up in situations granted (laughs) did I listen Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but the conversations were there well, I just learned that I probably need to go shopping around for my next bay around your area. Uh, <laughs> so, um, uh-uh, don't do that. Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> I would not suggest that. <laughs> you notice most people I date are not from he- from this area. Most of them are not even from this country. Let's be honest. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Mm, look, we're not going to go into that. Because um, I was about to say, I, I have my out of, out of um, the States people too. So I, we're not going into that. Um, so Nick, Nick, how do you bring up the conversation of sex? Um, like, is there a fear that's been there in the past? Is it currently there when it's uh, in terms of what? 
from our conversations, I feel like the the barrier there of having that conversation with your current partner is just like we trust each other. But like in past sexual experiences, was there a a, a feeling of fear of bringing up you know different things that y'all can do t- together? Yeah, yeah. So I I don't. So here's my thing. I don't necessarily have a fear of talking about sex but definitely initiating the conversation when it comes to sex uh when it's like meeting somebody new i know like bria said uh you know you meet somebody and they start talking about sex a little bit too early you know me being a guy i i never i personally never want to be that person to where i'm talking about it too early so i generally wait until you know whoever i'm communicating with to initiate the conversation about sex and then it's like okay you know i can open up i don't have this uh, fear of kind of pushing somebody away too early (laughs) when it involves a conversation of sex because you know i i I do understand that there there could be some people that's a little bit too pushy on that Mm. Uh, yeah so i mean other than that no i'm i'm pretty okay with communicating about sex talking about sex well, i don't know you? if that's okay yeah <laughs> yeah what about you equipment um how, how do you typically bring up that conversation about sex mm, okay that's a tough one for me because i honestly don't really talk about it very often mm-hmm. um i guess because i'm still dealing with you know some past traumas surrounding like just being with someone that perceived themselves to be overly sexual and that kind of rubbed me in a different way so for me I honestly don't talk about it very often however the dialogue has been a lot more healthy especially you know now being out of you know that situation I mean, it wasn't a terrible situation. I just had never been presented with, you know, certain conversations in the past. I get that. I know, like, uh, with with me, because I kind of fall on the side of Nick. I don't typically initiate that conversation with people. Um, I usually wait for them to bring it up. Uh, I, I... pretty much want to know other people's intentions when it comes to like whenever we're discussing or having conversations with each other and if your only intention is to have sex uh, which is perfectly fine uh, I will then ask you know that gives me the opportunity to go into that to talk about um, things uh, like sexual interests and whatnot Um, but if it's somebody that I'm just having great conversations with I just you know have the conversation let the conversation flow the way that it flows and if there is some break uh, in the conversation uh, I might bring it up most definitely for somebody that I'm really connecting with and I feel as though I can uh, establish some kind of either uh, romantic relationship with them or even uh, uh a relationship where we're just it's like strictly sexual or even a friendship or friends you know friends with benefits kind of thing uh i'm 
I might ask them for the permission to go into that conversation. Like, hey, are you comfortable with discussing sex? Uh, and then we can have that conversation if they are. And if they're not, we don't talk about it. Um, Nick, what were you about to say? Oh, I was just going to say, um, I guess, you know, you know who back in my days uh, at, at the old place of work, um, <laughs> I had got a comment one time. And it's related to communicating and initiating the conversation about sex. Um, I was talking to this girl and she, you know, wasn't to me very there yet as far as like what I wanted to talk about. And so after a couple of months of talking, we never had the conversation about sex because I didn't feel that energy was there to where either I needed to bring it up or I even felt that they uh, felt strong enough about me to where they wanted to have sex and they later told me they say why didn't you ever say anything why didn't you act on anything and you know based on like the people that I've dealt with in the past I've just let them know I'm uncomfortable with initiating that conversation because I don't want to come off as a as a weirdo or you know as as some of the young people say uh I don't want to use the word, but Ari, mm. uh, you know, <laughs> or, or sexually aggressive towards somebody, I say, uh, when it comes to initiating the conversation. So I just, I'm more on the chill side, but that does turn some people off. It does. I, like, I've, I've been turned off by it sometimes. But, um, but I'd rather not go to jail <laughs> so, <laughs> or, or have somebody assume something about me uh, by uh initiating the conversation at the wrong time mm. you know uh, like just even listen to that side of it uh i think about fairness in a way like is it fair to expect the other person to be the uh the individual that initiates that conversation when you want them to initiate that conversation like i i kind of wish that you know like perfect society kind of thing that people will be it will be easier to go into that and because I, I understand the stigma but like what you're bringing up nick how uh it can be uh, a guy can easily be seen as being super aggressive or um by bringing that up or can be categorized as being just like every other dude who's only interested in sex when it's like i've been communicating with you and i'm not trying to lead you on or anything like that it's just that this is a conversation that I want to have just in case if we, you know, get there. Like even the uh, person I uh, had this semi date with yesterday, um, they had the assumption that just because I'm a sexual person, which they already knew based off our conversation, um, that I'm not someone who's interested in relationships. And I literally was like, but did you ever ask? And they had to like reflect on that. I was like, yeah, I, I I never asked if you really are into relationships or um, they always thought that, hey, this person always talking about sex uh, on his podcast. So clearly this is a person who only cares about sex. So uh, I, I like one of the barriers that kept us from meeting is because he literally thought that um, my intentions were just to only have sex and not actually have like uh, a true communication and 
also there was a fear that uh, once we engaged in sex, that's when the conversation ends, essentially. Yeah, and even when it comes to what I was mentioning earlier about uh, verbal and nonverbal communication, you know, I've had the experience where, you know, in the same light, you know, we may have this sexual conversation being initiated by whichever party, but then you get into person and, you know, either some one person is more shy than the other or whatever. But for me, it's like, what the girl may say later, well, why didn't you initiate X, Y, Z? And my, my rule of thumb is I don't initiate anything because I've had, you know, people in my family uh, go to jail and stuff like that over, you know, somebody saying, you know, initiate with me first. And, you know, it doesn't come off. Well, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but just pretty much I, I, I wouldn't initiate first in person either. Uh, I always wait because it kind of makes me feel more comfortable that I won't go to jail. Somebody mm -hmm. assume something of me or I don't want to assume, you know, the other person wants it either, even though they may have said it. In, in a sense, the, their initiation of those kind of conversations provide a safe space for you. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Bria, were you about to say something? Um, I was just gonna go off kind of what both of y'all said. It just, it takes nuance to really get that comfortable level of like, okay, who's gonna initiate? Who's gonna do this? Like, and it, it gets tricky sometimes because I can definitely say, and Bernie, you you know this, like with my current boyfriend, the first couple of days, I'm like, dang, I don't know if this man likes me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what, you know, like with our situation and him in the military, it was like, well, he's literally leaving in a couple of days. And I'm just like, I could just be, you know, just some entertainment while he's in town. But it was, there was literally no kind of initiation. So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so it's me having, I think I was the one who signed, who said something. But then I've also kind of been on the other side where I've had, because like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sexual person. I'm pretty open person unless like, again, in some situations like this most recent one where I'm so shy because I really like the person that I second guess myself and mm -hmm. I don't do the initiating. Um, but then I've also had situations where people would try to throw my being open back at me. Like, oh, you do too much. You talk about it too much, even though I don't think I do. You don't. <laughs> I don't. I really don't think. I, I feel like I find a pretty good common middle ground. But it's like it makes you second guess all of your next experiences. Because once one person tells you something, even if it's not necessarily true, it could just be them trying to break you down you really start questioning later next experiences, later experiences, because you're just like, dang, I don't want to be too aggressive, especially when you really like somebody. And you're just like, uh, I don't want to be that person. And I definitely, it's, it's for me, it's harder. <laughs> it's harder with women than men, because I feel like most straight men, it's not as... It's a little bit more obvious, usually, usually. <laughs> this this past situation had thrown me for a loop. But I don't say past because it's still ongoing. But that one, that one threw me for a loop. He was just a whole different breed. But usually it was the women who it was a little bit harder for me because I was like, I don't want to be too aggressive. Like, I don't want to come off as 
like how the man come off. I'm sorry, y'all. But <laughs> we understand what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, like you don't. I didn't want to be that person, but then at the same time, it's also it's just hard. Okay, it's a, it's hard to find that balance. I mean, it's, for me, it's not hard to have the conversation, but like Nick was saying, sometimes in person, that's the part that gets difficult for me mm. because I also don't necessarily like to initiate especially if i'm with like a woman i definitely don't usually initiate unless it's like the end of the night i might give you a kiss that's as far as i'm gonna go until you tell me otherwise i feel you there like i like for me uh i like if i go somewhere like let it be a date uh and i i like to know what everybody's expectations are are with that date and if you have the intentions of, you know, having sex afterwards, just let me know. Let me know beforehand. Uh, because if I'm like, okay, we're going to dinner in the movies, my mind is going to be on dinner movies only and let's go. Like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going home after this. Probably at the end of that, I might ask, okay, are you comfortable with me? Like, give me a kiss. Or um, if they um, motion towards a kiss, I'm uh, more willing to, you know, like reciprocate. But if it's if sex is on the mind, is it wasn't there for me, so I'm not going to be in the mood for sex. So it's like, like for only I, I know this is just me specifically. I need to know if sex is on the menu <laughs> before we engage in that. Um, like even somebody I've been communicating that's like in Atlanta, I let them know because they like to play uh, video games and I like video games too. And we both like Smash Brothers. And I'm like, one, I really do want to play Smash Brothers with you. On top of that, I also want to have sex with you. So like, I don't know which way we're going to do this like are we going to play the games first and then have sex or uh, have sex first in game or are we going to do both of them at the same time because i'm all here for that uh or are we going to just like have this in re uh, repetition but if let's say if we were having this conversation i'm already in like atlanta and we weren't planning that and it's like oh we're meeting up to play smash brothers smash brothers would be the only thing on my mind and if you like move over and like, oh, I want to have sex, motherfucker, we're not having sex. <laughs> like you should have told me that before I came here. Uh, but yeah, like there was a point in time where I would, I was a lot more open to just going with the flow with things. But I also realized that. Mm, sometimes I just don't want to put in all that work I just want to just have my mind where we said that things are going to be at <laughs> before going for, uh, forward into anything else um, a question I have for each of you uh, and I, this might be the last question for the episode too um, but that's quite that question is how do you communicate with your sexual partners about your likes and dislikes um pretty much like your sexual wants and your sexual needs uh whoever wants to start that off okay I you know go. what i've noticed oh, oh. <laughs> no go go ahead go ahead okay so what i've noticed with myself personally is that uh the best the best way to set up your sexual likes and dislikes is for that to be one of the getting to know you questions like in the very beginning 
because mm. of course your likes and dislikes can change but if you have a baseline to work with then you're just like okay um you know i know this person isn't hardcore or i know this person likes to to only you know i know this person is more oral than penetrative so you know you kind of have that sort of baseline in the beginning because once you're into something a little bit deeper i've learned that with myself personally and with other people that i've encountered that you know like you say if sex isn't part of the initial conversation then you're not expecting it mm. yeah. okay so i honestly whenever the conversation has you know that first initial conversation about sex is brought up um i'm pretty much an open book i mean i tell people what i like and what i don't like you know like recently i just i was talking to somebody and i was explaining that i think i like to be you know watched in a sense you know that kind of does something for me but i don't like you know uh you know, gooch action or whatever. And so, you know, it's it's kind of one of the things where it's like, yeah, it's not a problem for me once once that gate is open. But then I've also found out that, you know, some people also don't know how to communicate with the, their likes and dislikes. And so you have to kind of go on that nonverbal communication and, and learn how to communicate with people's body language. Because, you know, you may get in a stroke or a suck or whatever. And, you know, they might not say anything, but you might notice a foot twitch or, you know, some kind of pullback from something that you're doing. And that, you know, can kind of lead to a conversation after where it's like, oh, I, you know, you haven't told me this before, but I see that that your body likes this, <laughs> you know, more than you said that you like this. And I think that's important too. I agree. I agree. And I know Bria, you already um, mentioned uh, like generally whenever you have the sex talk with um, anyone that you're going to be intimate with, you just you ask them about their heart nose, their um, heart, their yeses and whatnot. Um, to extend on that has those conversations often led to something fruitful meaning that they were able to articulate that information to you or was it more so um you know something bare minimal or just something like that's very surface level kind of response um so surprisingly for the most part i get people who are pretty open um, but I think it's also because usually when I ask this question, I will answer prior to them answering. So, and I'll also kind of lead with something that lets them know that I'm not going to judge you. And I always said, I was like, I'm not going to judge you for your kinks, fetishes, what you like, you know, especially when it comes to dating um, straight guys. A lot of them don't want to open up about certain um things that they like so that's why I try to lead the conversation so that they feel comfortable opening up to me and know that like I'm a safe space for them whether we're like in like an actual like romantic relationship or is it just strictly sexual um apparently I give off dom energy sometimes <laughs> so I tend to get a lot of guys 
<laughs> you get a lot of guys who who they may not admit it and they may not look like it, but who want to be dominated. So um, that's kind of how I do the conversations, just because I know, like we've talked about this, we've mentioned it earlier about how difficult it can be for guys, especially heterosexual guys, to really communicate sometimes. So that's why I try to be an example so that I can get those answers that I want and need and that they need to provide me so that we can have a good experience and, you know, maybe try some they've been wanting to try and they just needed to find that person they were comfortable with. I like being that comfortable person for people. I know, like, when I, when I, oh, Nick, you were about to say something? Oh, I was just going to say that that is very true. Like, I'm not a person that is going to always tell you what I like and don't like. You know, and like I said, the kind of nonverbal communication and understand the body language, like Abria says, he's dominant or, you know, can be, you know, that's something I wouldn't tell somebody. I would kind of see if you figure it out. And for, you know, that person that may kind of figure it out based on like my body language, my response to actually putting in the effort to try something, uh, you know, that that kind of does a little bit more for me because like one of my things I I never told anybody it's like I like you know I like to be choked up a little bit and I might like a little kind of disrespectful talk you know towards me and see I told you <laughs> you know I'm not gonna say that but if I find that person that's gonna kind of push that and, and they on they kind of see okay you kind of like this and they kind of build on it and then they do it. Man, I might be hooked to that person <laughs> for real, <laughs> you know. Uh, Nick, uh, you sound like someone who likes their partner to push their limits, uh, and part of that is you want them to unravel the puzzle themselves rather than you give them all the answers and I think some of that stems from a sense of dominance too which is perfectly fine I'm here for that um, I feel communicate that with your partner tell, tell, tell her that you know you like you you want her to push your buttons and, and I mean like not like press you in terms of like well, I actually pushed because you like you say you do kind of like being degraded a little bit. Um, but like when it comes to, you know, engaging in sex, you want her to push on those boundaries before uh, and see how those things come. And you also sound like a very sensual uh, person, too. So, yes. Yes, Nick, we here for it. What were you about to say, Quitman? Um, uh, Nick, don't be scared. Tell these women these beautiful women like hey miss lady you know i like this because i mean when 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 we talked about um when we talked about you know what turns people on in terms of like mutual pleasure like you never know like that could be someone's pleasure hearing about what you like because i was with someone that needed to hear like if I liked it or not. However, like like you were saying, like you you prefer to listen to someone's, you know, body. And 
I prefer to let my body speak for myself. So like, yeah, I definitely see both sides of that. Oh yeah. And I was gonna say, oh, go ahead. I was was just gonna simply put it. When you find that one and they do what you like, what you really, really like, oh yeah, that's it. (laughs) My (laughs) ring at. But not good. I was gonna say I did like what you said before about not only having these conversations before, but also afterwards. Because you know, you might end up doing something in the, the midst of sex and to be able to talk about it afterwards with a partner be like hey I really like that we gotta do that again we gotta you know and I think that also opens up additional conversations especially if like Nick said he may not say it in that first conversation but you know if it happens during I'm sure a lot of people will want to talk about it after yes um and my my main lesson um for because I've I've had this conversation with uh, some women before who um, just it's like you know a man should know kind of thing and um, my my thing I usually tell with tell to them is that yeah a, a man can know I wouldn't say should but when it comes to different partners and uh, people's uh, different sexual histories that. A person can't read a, a map without a legend. A person cannot necessarily read somebody's body language if they don't know the language that that body is speaking in. Uh, and given some kind of decoding, like Bree was saying, just saying, hey, I enjoy that, what you did tonight, um, does build into that conversation. It builds more of that happening. Uh, it helps them understand, like, like the thing that really stood out throughout this entire episode um, that you said, Nick, was like just noticing a foot twitch, which is uh, like some people ain't even want to see that kind of shit. <laughs> like just to be real, but exactly. like <laughs> like noticing that uh, you are learning the map of your partner's body, and that's a great thing. Which is also one like you like I, uh, Nick. I think you're a sensual player. Like for real, for real. I ain't got, I ain't never got one bad review. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be like Nick. <laughs> he said it's Nick the Quick, and the Quick is for a reason. It's not because of him. Mm. That's right. <laughs> oh God. So. Does anybody else have anything else that they want to share in regards to, you know, discussing likes and dislikes with their partners before we, uh, well, before I close out everything? No, I can't think of anything. The only, the only other thing that I can think of is just a comment is, I find it that some women, because I primarily deal with women, don't understand that men can say no to sex. Because mm. I, I find it that I say no a lot, which is what I hear from people is very rare. And it, I think that that's kind of weird because it's like not everybody wants to do that all the time. Or even if you look good, it doesn't mean I want to sexually. Um, yeah, so not all men say yes every time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just a little side comment. That's a word. Shoot, <laughs> the same could be said for women bisexual yep. women pansexual i'm pansexual but 
just because I like everybody don't mean I like everybody. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, listen, some of y'all stay in the friend zone for a reason. Mm. That's no my report card. <laughs> <laughs> I got all A's. <laughs> okay. But you, you have something that you wanted to share? No, I just wanted to laugh with you guys. I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I, actually, I do have one one last question, and it is because I know whenever I have these kind of conversations with people, I ask people like, "What are you sexually into?" Um, and uh, some just don't have an answer, which I learn to accept. But, but I also share them share with them what I'm into, and hope and you know ask them okay is there anything else that you're interested in now that i've shared this are there any kind of mutual interests and whatnot um and what are some of your your personal uh sexual likes uh and some of your personal sexual dislikes um and i want to start with you equipment then we can go to nick then we can go to bria and then i'll close this out hmm so i definitely like to make someone squirm that's one of my likes um i feel like if i don't make that happen then i didn't really do it as right as i could have done it but then also if if i'm in a situation where i kind of didn't initiate it then i my, one of my likes is for you to take the lead at that point you know, because I've found that with myself personally, like I can honestly just go without and not ever have to have it again if I didn't need to. Um, so, yeah, a like is if you initiate, I prefer you to take the lead. But if I initiate, let me tell you how I want things to go. And I guess a dislike would be... Um, one of the main dislikes for me would just be not listening. So if I say no or, you know, hold on, or if I push you back a little. Oh, quick, I think you went out. Are you still there? Well, we'll end up having to come back to quit, man. Uh, <laughs> Nick, let's go with you. Oh, damn, I ain't really got a lot of likes and dislikes. So I do know I like. Like I mentioned earlier, I do like for somebody to take control. I don't always like to be, you know, in full control of, or something that I've been trying to get my point across to my partner recently is that I don't always want to put in the most work. You know, sometimes I want to sit back and let you do what you do. Uh, whether that's be you take control, you know, just let me have my moment of pleasure for today and you know we'll swap roles tomorrow but definitely having somebody else put in the energy and work uh that isn't reliant upon me you know being uh the the sole dominator situation mm. and something that i don't like is i don't like people that don't try i mean like when it comes to sex, I want you to put in some energy or some effort. I want to see you, 
you know, make faces or, you know, put your damn body weight down on me or something. Who knows? But if this feel that you're like a stiff board, I'm not going to want to come back to this. And I don't like that. I want I want to like you in that way. Mm. Very simple, but that's all it takes for me. Mm. To respect that. Nick said, put that weight on me. Okay. Yes. We support. Yeah. Uh, equipment, uh, I'll give you the chance to finish up your, um, your dislikes. I don't even know where I left off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was just talking and I looked down at the screen and it was like, on the lock screen. I don't know. Oh Lord. Um uh, so uh you were talking about um uh when uh when you're pushing, you know, like if you have to like push people off or stuff like that. Um like I guess if like was it like being too aggressive or uh that's what it was that's not what, listening. Yeah, not listening. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think I got it all out there. Yeah, definitely not listening is like my biggest turnoff. But you definitely do have to listen to my body and what I'm saying to you because, you know, that's important. Gotcha. Well, Bria, what about you? Your likes and dislikes? <laughs> I guess I'm like nick in a sense that i am a very heavy switch so my best experiences have been people who are able to do that seamlessly like um being able to be very dominant you know choke me slap me whatever you want to do but then also i can be able to do the same to you um is probably like my biggest thing so yeah, I'm a little bit of a brat too, so I don't I don't be knowing how that works with the whole switch thing, but it it works for me. <laughs> One thing I just I just can't get into, and it's because my anxiety is so bad, and probably because I have more to lose is exhibitionism. Because you can get put on the sex offender list, and I'm not trying to do that. So I just I can't I can't get into public sex or things like that it's just for me that's a very hard hard no i'm sorry i know a lot of people are into it and i'm like whatever floats your boat but for me it's a hard no mm. even in your back y'all you no do it in your back what no, i do not <laughs> we'll, we'll set up a little tent out there no. you know make sure we got a fence i don't see that's another thing people will be like on the beach and stuff i'm like that's sand in my kooka like no mm. no <laughs> sand is glass <laughs> like, I, just, I can't i can't okay. get into the outside in public mm, it's one thing to you know be touchy feely a little bit just to you know spice it up but like actual like going all the way there i i can't mm, you know i i'm with you there um uh, like for me i i cannot do public play for those same reasons because i'm not trying to go to jail i'm not trying like i almost went to jail <laughs> for public play so i was like ah, i'm not playing these games i'm not playing these games with nobody because i would rather you know be on this side of the prison system but like um for myself uh, i have a lot of likes um like i 
prefer like sensual play when it comes to um, most of my sexual experiences. I like the, um, I like fraudage. I like like bodies touching each other. I'm open to being choked. I'm also open to choking other people. I, it's like some real huge switch energy as well over here. Um, but I will say my main like is that sensual nature, like nipple play is great uh, i'm not really a fan of like oral <laughs> giving or receiving uh, i will say a major dislike for me is receiving like anything related to um, water sports scat play or fisting uh, i am willing to do water mm, play. yep have, that's no <laughs> same so no sorry, no I, no whatever floats your boat but no. hard though no. but like i'm i'm willing to provide water sports to somebody else most of you're willing to pay for it like whatever you try to do <laughs> but in terms of receiving it i i, I it's, it, it makes me uncomfortable uh i'm also it makes me uncomfortable whenever somebody feminizes my body um so it's like i'm no longer in this in the zone for sex so we can just cut this out um it, it was nice it was cute i guess it was pleasurable for those few minutes but it's time for me to go ahead and go thank you uh, i appreciate your time um yeah so in terms of like kink stuff yeah exhibitionism i just cannot do it i'd be looking at people on these uh on twitter and i'm like why are you out here in a parking lot masturbating like you can really be considered a sex offender like and most definitely the thing that really bothers me is the uh, people who actually really want to be caught and i'm like that's a form of sexual assault now. <laughs> we, we can't be doing that. Like, people... Oh, quick, what were you about to say? I was just about to piggyback off of you because I don't know what, you know, I don't know what uh, Nick and Brio's, you know, Twitter feed looks like, but <laughs> it's, 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 it's very ex exhibitory <laughs> for us. Like, we... I, I know I see it all the time where the people are just like, ordering um uber eats and they're just but as naked like accepting a delivery is is weird yeah i see that too and i'm like I, it was like that you they don't have consent like these people are not consenting to, to watching you seeing you it, it gets to be strange and it's, i feel like it's become not to say it wasn't popular before but i feel like it's reached a new level when it comes to social media Mm. And I think honestly, there's a little bit of what's the word I'm looking for? Hypocrisy, maybe, when it comes to women doing it versus men doing it, because we've established a long time that men in trench coats are creeps. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you have people like Miss Be Nasty, who's made a career off of like, doing this in public places in her car and her jeep and it's like i don't know like i'm very i'm very on the fence about all of that Ooh, yeah it's, it's it's just it's it, it makes my skin crawl because like for me when it comes to exhibitionism i think about play parties and that's everybody everyone's there 
is either to engage in a sexual encounter with other people, consenting adults who want to have sex, knowing that they're in few, uh, full view. Uh, well, there are some that have private rooms too, but they're um, having sex in uh, full view of other people. So it um, it plays on the exhibitionist side as well as the voyeurism side uh, for those people who are into that. But whenever you are out in public, like at a park, at a grocery store and you're exposing yourself to people who are not in like looking for this like even those videos of people at the gym uh who are meeting up with other people at the gym and i'm like that's fine for you to do that in terms of public play but is this gym specializing in uh, adults who are looking for that kind of scene or is this a a, a place where everyone is going to uh, to really work out because I'm not trying to go to a gym and I uh, walk into the shower rooms and two motherfuckers are fucking I will feel like what the fuck are y'all doing like go get a fucking room <sighs> That playroom stuff seems a little interesting. I might need to look some information up on that. <laughs> right. No. So <laughs> my boyfriend put me to the right to a playroom, a playhouse, and I'm okay with that. Everybody is knowing what's up, but it's it's the public. It's the I'm gonna go to this park across from the elementary school. That is just, it disturbs me. Mm. But playrooms and playhouses they exist now. Mm, you still I won't tell me where that one is in Atlanta, but they did. Oh, <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> look, look, I, I need all the details. I, I just want to go and watch one time, see what's going on. I do like stuff like that. So um, I, I, I'm going to do a little bit more research so I can like uh, include a lot more playhouses, most definitely ones here in Georgia. Uh, I'll probably put something to show notes. But um, oh, I need oh, that would be great to like do a registry of like um, play spots. Um, but yeah, there's uh, to answer Nick's question about uh, a playhouse. That's uh, essentially like, uh, well, to find some of them. Uh, FetLife is a good resource to find a community of people who are into that, like swingers and whatnot. Um, so definitely look into FetLife. Um, every now and again, if you like do some deep Google search, you can find some that's in your local area because not all of them are advertised. Um, and recently I've been thinking about how I want to develop my business, uh, Slater's Playhouse. And it, at first it was just going to be strictly books, but now I'm just like, you know what, let's, let's, <laughs> if y'all catch my drift, but Anybody else has anything else in relation to playhouses before I close things out? One. Oh, I'm kind of like intrigued to you guys. <laughs> Intriguing. <laughs> well, I'll 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 I'll, I'll, I'll get a little um, roster up. Just send me a state, <laughs> and I'll do some research for y'all. Uh, and Bria, I, I'll see if I can find some local places uh, for you. Nick, I forgot exactly which state you're in, so <laughs> let me know and I, I'll see if I can find anything near you and quit me. Actually, there's some, some. I think there's one not too far, like, in your area too, quit me, by the way. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. So, 
um the the thing the search term to look into is dungeons um not all dungeons are safe i will put that out there if they're uh if it's a dungeon that has dungeon rules you're better off on that uh, a lot of them run off the color scheme so like red green yellow if you see something like that there it's a little bit more trustworthy so let's put that out there um yeah on that note <laughs> um well last tip for everybody if um when it comes to like exploring yourself your sexuality and whatnot i will always recommend the bsm test it is phenomenal it gives you a, a general idea of where you can start uh in terms of exploring your sexuality and you know, your likes and dislikes i use that with people i'm interested in uh, having like ongoing sexual encounters with just so that we can see how far we can explore with each other so definitely look into that um but thank thank y'all so much uh, for coming on to this podcast to record this episode with me i appreciate each and every one of you y'all are phenomenal people Love y'all so fucking much. Uh, to the audience, thank y'all so much for listening to the Whole Little Podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality. And just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful, you are worthy of happiness and joy, you are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.